0: think about like, okay, that person that I want to be, that successful person, that person who's lost the weight, that person who's like finally a successful Pilates instructor, like what would they do today? Like what does their schedule look like? Like what decisions are they making? Or if you're having a hard time deciding if I should do this or should I hit post on that Instagram post or whatever, it's like, well, what would that person do? And if the, the, the answer is they would post without hesitation then post without hesitation you know a lot of this is like we just kind of need to prove it to ourselves and in doing so you will cultivate more of a growth mindset because you're kind of showing to yourself that you can change that you can do these things that maybe you weren't like sure you were able to do before
1: that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it it's a practice not a perfect let's get started hey be it listeners all right let's talk about mindset not the buzzword not the like you know everything that people are just like oh I gotta work on your mindset we're actually going to talk about mindset with an expert a doctor in mindset to be honest um so Casey Arvidas is our guest today and I really love this person um I actually, Brad talked to me about her and he was in a coaching group that she was speaking in. And he's like, I think this is something that you would really want to do. And so I looked at it, read all the stuff, got on the wait list. I was like the first person I was like, I'm in signed up. (laughs) And um, I really, I really, really enjoyed it because I think sometimes, you know, stuff but you're like, why do I know this? And is this the right thing? And then you're like, oh, look, there's science behind it. And so if you are struggling with your mindset around things, A, this episode is for you. Casey has definitely got a lot of science behind it, but also like know that I think you're on the right track. If you're like aware of a mindset issue that you're struggling with, a fixed mindset or uh, versus having a growth mindset, great. Pat yourself on the back. Celebrate that you're like, oh, I am aware that I don't like how I am in this area of my life. I don't like how I'm thinking about myself or what I'm capable of in this area of my life. And then please, please, please make sure you're taking notes. You can also go to the show notes. You'll see some of the questions she asked herself, or she suggests that you ask yourself when you're having these thoughts, um, because awareness is key. And then you can take the next step and you can take some messy action. You know how we feel about that. So here is Casey Joe. All right, loves, I want you to be listening in. If you are a teacher or a studio owner, I want you at my house. I mean, I've heard that we had an incredible business retreat here in Las Vegas in March, and it was beyond incredible. And the wins I've been hearing out of our retreaters since they left, it's only been a month, is out of this world, insane, so amazing. And so if you are feeling like you're in monotony mode, that you are stuck, that you're just continuing to be in this hamster wheel and nothing is actually going or you actually don't even know where to go next. I want you here, okay? I want you in the community. I want you in the container. I want to hug you and also help you with your business. And Brad's here. We've got Monica from Girl Squad and her whole team here to do photos and some amazing adventures in between. So do not wait. You will definitely want to be at our fall retreat. It's October 5th, to the 9th. We're already one third sold out at the time that I'm recording this. So come on, join us at profitablepilates.com retreat. ProfitablePilates.com slash retreat. We'll see you in Las Vegas. All right. Be it listeners. I have a really great friend of mine. I actually got to study with this woman. She is everything you're going to hear out of mouth is going to inspire you and also make you take action. And she has really, she's really the person that has figured out a problem. And she's like, I'm going to go actually study this problem. I'm going to get a degree in this problem. <laughs> going to be a little obsessed with this problem. And I love this so much because I think a lot of times we just think, oh, you know, whatever, someone else will figure it out, but she went and did it. So Casey Orvitas, welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast. Can you tell everyone who you are and what you're up to these days?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm super excited to be here in such a lovely intro. Thank you so much. Um, it's funny when you say it's like, I know what this problem is and I'm going to study it. I'm going to get a PhD in this problem is essentially what happened, right? So um, yes, my name is Casey. Um, I am technically, I guess, Dr. Casey Orbitas. Um, my PhD is in psychology. I specifically studied how growth versus fixed mindset plays a role in how healthy we eat and how often we exercise, essentially looking at health behavior change from a mindset lens. Um, very interesting because I feel like the word mindset has just become such a buzzword in like, popular like, like kind of like articles and social media venues and things like that. Um, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. I love that it's like getting more popular, but at the same time, too, people do not realize that there's an actual science behind this. Like when I tell you, I literally spent nearly five years researching mindset inside the mindset lab. Literally, that's what it's called. It says it on the door. Um, it's a very, very like specific targeted science and um, lots of evidence-based practices around you know cultivating a growth mindset, um, ensuring that you're not cultivating a fixed mindset, especially when it comes to the area that I study now, or I guess the area that I teach in mostly is with health and fitness coaches. So Leslie, Leslie was in my program, the health mindset coaching certification. And in that program, I essentially walk health and fitness coaches through different aspects of behavior change and psychology and mindset. So they can understand the science and the evidence-based practices, but then be able to also like leverage that with their clients and with themselves, which honestly was not (laughs) actually what I had intended for the program, but that has been The most consistent feedback is like, wow, this has actually really helped me with my mindset, which is very, very cool to me as well. Um, In addition to the health mindset coaching certification, I also own a one-on-one health and fitness coaching business called KJO Coaching. And I have five lovely assistant coaches on my team that kind of help me out with that. And there we're just like continuing to try to bridge that gap between health and fitness coaching and like psychology, mindset, behavior change type of world. Um, So I am a psychologist. I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm a research psychologist. And everything that I do and teach and practice is not necessarily like therapy or anything like that. But I am trying to blend
1: the worlds of like psychology and health and fitness. And I'm absolutely obsessed with it, as you said. (laughs) I think it's so cool. And so um, there's a there's a few things I definitely want to unpack in there. One, um, thank you for mentioning that's a science. Cause I do think a lot of people just think it's like part of the, like it's out there with the yoga vibe and the breath work and this like manifestation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And (laughs) and it's actually like, people are studying this and there is science behind it. Um, and then you mentioned cultivating a fixed versus cultivating, um, a growth mindset. And I want to talk about this a little bit because I think some people might assume that they're born with the mindset that they have, but it, the way you say that cultivate. It sounds like we are in charge of what we create and how we think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which is funny because the way that you describe it is sort of where you were saying a lot of people think that they're either born with like a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. And that like, it's very meta, very fast. Cause it's like, that means you have a fixed mindset about your mindset. <laughs> It's like you actually like you don't think you can change your mindset. Um, but yeah, that's an entire that could be a podcast in it of itself. That's Um, like another
1: level of fix. Like you've gone really (laughs)
0: deep. Literally, exactly. Went off the deep end there. Um, but with that said, yes, we absolutely do have control over our mindset. And what's even cooler is that having that control then has downstream effects to like pretty much everything else in our lives, whether it is health and fitness, our careers, our relationships how we see ourselves, all of it, right? So knowing that you have control over your mindset, you essentially have control over everything else in your life. And that can sometimes be a little bit like overwhelming. And actually it's interesting because we have something called um, the double-edged sword effect in the mindset research that essentially talks about how as soon as you sort of have come to this place of almost like enlightenment when it comes to growth mindset and you realize like, wow, I have control. You know, th- this is my responsibility. I can change. And that's all up to me. That can feel a lot like, wow, well, that means, you know, the area that I'm in right now, whether that's like you're, you're overweight, you're in a job that you hate, you're constantly going like from toxic relationship to toxic relationship, suddenly like that's your fault you know, like I'm responsible for that too. If I'm responsible for my ability to change and do something different, that also means that like, I'm responsible for the current position I've been in for maybe like a decade. Right.
1: right. Um, so <laughs> that is overwhelming. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, right? just like, I just went back in time into all the things I've complained about. And I was like, Oh, well, there we are. We're responsible for all of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we actually found that in the research. It was very interesting because we we're like, okay, great for helping people cultivate a growth mindset means that they're more likely to be successful, achieve their goals, do all this amazing stuff. But like, shit, it's also increasing like their self blame and their guilt and like shame around some of this stuff. So just like a very tricky thing to make sure when we are cultivating a growth mindset in ourselves, helping other people do that, that we're doing so in a way that, removes the best of our ability, like the blame for where you currently are. You know, um, I know in HMCC, we had probably talked about this before, but um, this is where like the power of like, not yet is really great because Mm -hmm. you can say, you know, like, oh, you know, I, am not where I want to be yet. Or I'm like working on all of this stuff, but like, don't like, no worries. Like I'll get there eventually. And I'm just not there yet. You know, it's like not a big deal. You know, I'll get there. Um, instead of it being like, oh, now that I'm aware of like what I'm capable of, I have so far to go and like, shit, that's all my fault, (laughs) you know? So,
1: yeah. 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 Well, I'm, um, so I'm, I have, I started a mentorship, this year where I have like we have 15 people and it's called elevate and it's really about elevating their, you know, they're teaching the connection, to the method and their own practice. And really it's elevating how they talk to themselves and how they let their mm-hmm. clients talk to themselves <laughs> because some of them are like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, my body can't do that. This I can't do. And it's like, wait, whoa, first of all, a, would you let a client ever say that to you? No, mm-hmm. you probably would tell them something different. B if you say you can't, then you can't for sure. You will, you're bo- like right. Our body and our brain are like, let me prove you wrong. Right. So that'd be so funny, a bit revolted. And uh, I was like, yeah. let me actually prove you wrong. <laughs> um, but, uh, but what, so we talk a lot in, also inside of OPC, it's like, if you are not able to do an exercise yet, then what can you do? Mm-hmm. So we're trying to cultivate that, like searching for possibility in that. And I, it's, it's a practice, right? Like, this is not like you can become aware, but then you still have to practice (laughs) (laughs) this mindset.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that too, because I think a lot of times, um, when we're talking about like cultivating a growth mindset, trying not to have a fixed mindset, things like that, people assume that like, okay, well, once I have a growth mindset, it's like, you don't have to practice anymore. There's no more effort or anything like that. And the reality is like, it's, it's an ongoing practice. It's ongoing effort over time. And Truly, I don't think there's a human out there who's like 100% growth mindset in every different area of life all of the time. You know, like even me who spent, again, nearly five years in the mindset lab researching this stuff, I absolutely still catch myself with a fixed mindset and like certain things are thinking certain fixed mindset phrases and stuff like that. But the difference is, right, is that I'm very, very good at catching it. I'm very aware of like those certain words that trigger it. Like I always do this or I can never do that. Um, or this is how it always goes for me. Things of that nature. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, those kind of words do like send sirens like in my head to like, okay, let's take a step back. Like what is what is actually going on here? What's actually true? You know, is there a different way we can reframe this and maybe more like growth mindset oriented, that sort of thing. So it is really like an ongoing practice and just being able to, recognize and I know you mentioned a lot of like self-awareness and stuff already but that's such a big first step like people ask me all the time you know like what's the first step to really starting to shift my mindset to have more of a growth mindset like how do I actually do this Mm -hmm. right and the truth is we have to become more aware of where the fixed mindset is showing up so the things that we're saying to ourselves like how it's holding us back like in what areas of our lives do we have more of a fixed mindset because that's another like big myth right is that you either have a growth mindset or you have a fixed mindset in every area of your life. The truth is like, you could absolutely have a fixed mindset when it comes to your career, but have a growth mindset when it comes to weight loss. Right. So it's not just like a one thing or the other. It's very, very domain specific, the fancy way of saying, it. Interesting. <laughs> but, um, it's also nice.
1: That's also, so that nice. A, That's also a really cool thing. Like it's really, okay. If at work, you're like fixed, like crazy. <laughs> and we have things to work on. You can still have a growth mindset in other areas. And, and, um, it makes me think of, um, we had, uh, this guy Rob on who talks about like happiness valleys and happiness islands. And it's like, Mm. if you have a growth mindset area of your life where you're really good at it, you know, you can tap into that, how that feels and what you're saying to yourself and kind of take it over to your... (laughs) Your mindset back. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to, uh, I, I, I want to talk about just really quickly. Cause you mentioned a few, what are some of the like buzz fix mindset words, like the ones that send sirens off in your mind? Like what are some of those words?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, obviously these words can be used in not fixed mindset ways. But a lot of times when we're saying things like I always do certain things or I, I can never do other things, so like always, never. And another big one, too, that I hear a lot, especially like from clients and from coaches is like, oh, I'm just not the type of person. So it's like almost like any sort of um, word or phrase related to like identity and like who you are. Um, it's actually interesting, too, because thinking more broad psychology here. But when it comes to like stress and anxiety and things like that you hear people a lot of times identifying as those things you know it's it's my depression it's my anxiety it's my stress and the more you identify as that thing versus like i am a person who sometimes you know struggles with anxiety an entirely different thing right mm-hmm. so and so much of this stuff too i mentioned all the time is like you know you hear like oh it's just semantics like this is not just semantics <laughs> like right. the words you choose matter um so yeah anything related to identity um saying always saying never things of that regard um can really be indicative and should like i was saying that can be kind of like listen for that stuff, whether you're seeing it to other people, whether you're seeing it to yourself, whether you're seeing it in your head, listen for those things. And when you do start to pick up on them, pick it apart. Where did that come from? Why is that there? Is it really true? What's the evidence for it? What's the evidence
1: against it? And be kind of like the researcher on your own mind. (laughs) I love those questions so much. We have to make sure they're in the notes. People can just copy and paste because that is, um, It's kind of a way to like take a 30,000 foot view of yourself and, and as you mentioned, get clinical about it. Um, Mm -hmm. okay. So you mentioned that you also like, you can study this and you're not like misenlightened, you know, um, person over (laughs) here with a growth mindset in every area all of the time. So, Mm -hmm you started your company, you're the CEO now, like how, how did? How, what was that mindset? Like, like, what were the, some of the things that you had to do to help yourself through imposter syndrome or anything like that, that you mm-hmm. went through in, in, in your growth? Ooh, yeah,
0: that's a really good question. Um, what's interesting for me is that when I, cause I get this question often where it's like, well, what's your mindset? Like what's been your process of like getting to a growth mindset and things like that. Um, and I've definitely been like a high achiever in general. Um, But when you bring up imposter syndrome, like that's something that I mean, I constantly deal with to some degree. Right. Um, When I was in grad school, getting my Ph.D., I was the youngest one in my program because I went directly from undergrad into grad school. Most people take some time off or they like get experience elsewhere, do whatever. Um, So I was the youngest there. And it's also a very humbling experience just in general going from undergrad to grad schools, like you go from a place where it's like oh you're actually like a like a subset of like pretty smart people amongst like tens of thousands like i went to the university of minnesota it's like this huge huge place right um and then transferring into a smaller like subset program where like everybody there is really good at the stuff that you're studying you know and they got chosen specifically like there was three of us who came in at the same time of like my cohort in my program for uh, my phd right so there was a lot of like am i actually good at this like Did they make a mistake? Am I actually supposed Mm -hmm. to be here? (laughs) You know, that sort of thing. Um, But I've talked about imposter syndrome in a lot of different ways. Um, And one thing that I like to kind of um, chat about around it, I suppose, is that it's not always a bad thing and like kind of reframing it in that way, because I think the general narrative, right, is that imposter syndrome is this thing we should always be avoiding. It's a bad thing. We don't want to feel that way. We don't want to feel like we don't know what we're doing or that we're, we're not meant to be here or something like that. But the reality is we have this um, effect in the psychological research called the Dunning-Kruger effect. I'm sure you've heard of it before, but it's essentially this idea that like, as you learn more, as you gain more knowledge, the less you actually think that, you know, Um, so I encourage people to take what is more of like a growth mindset viewpoint of imposter syndrome. And if you're thinking like, oh man, am I actually cut out for this? Or like, do I know enough to talk about this topic? Or I, I work with a lot of coaches in a mentorship capacity. And one of their biggest concerns on social media is that like, you know, someone like Lane Norton, who's a huge name in the health and fitness space, is going to come and read their posts and tell them that they're wrong. You know, that they're talking about something incorrectly. Um, and when as, if, about that, as if these
1: people have the time this happens. Can you imagine? The, I mean, like exactly. this also happens like in the polite world, people are like afraid no. of like what someone's going to say. I'm like, they are not paying attention to you. No, no. one's paying attention. They don't care
0: about you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But it's just like constant, just like little fear, like,
0: Oh, what if someone like says that I'm incorrect or whatever. And it's a coming from a place of what would be what we call imposter syndrome, right? Like I'm not good enough to be like, sharing information about these certain topics and things of that nature. Um, But what we then talk about kind of going through this, okay, the Dunning-Kruger effect is like, how about we reframe this to the fact that if you're worried about not sharing information exactly perfectly and exactly how it's going to come across and all these things, like you probably know way more than you're giving yourself credit for it's the people who are out there posting stuff and don't care at all and are like, oh, I'm a genius. I know everything there is to know about everything, or there's no way anyone would ever come after me because I know exactly the best way to say this. Like, they're the ones who don't actually know, right? <laughs> they they're the ones who need more education and things like that. So, like when we explain it that way and like kind of have that conversation, it's like, oh, okay, that, that makes me feel better, you know. Because if there's ever a slight like, am I like good enough? Like, can I actually do this? It's like that's probably coming from a place that you actually do know enough, you know, and that can be really just like calming and reassuring in that
1: way. And I, love that. That, uh, I love that. I love that so much. Cause I usually <laughs> tell people, I'm like, I'm like, if you have imposter syndrome, it is a sign that you're not a narcissistic, egotistical maniac. <laughs> Take it as exactly. a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a good thing. Exactly. So like, even if yeah, sure. It may be, there may to some degree, maybe an argument that we should work on that and like try to get over that. Because Here's the thing, right? If it's holding you back from doing yes. things and like moving forward on things, like, yes, we need to like figure something out there. Um, but that can be really helpful just from like a mindset perspective to reframe a little bit, but also understand that even the people who are like doing really well and know a lot, honestly are probably experiencing the same, if not more imposter syndrome because of how much they know. Um, so a little bit of acceptance goes a long way. And it's like, how do we work with this instead of like constantly just trying to like push it away and pretend it's not there. Right. Um, I think it be really helpful
1: yeah i i agree i think it's it is true it's like if it's holding you back then that's the thing but like even i think with seth Godin. and i i've heard him talk about imposter syndrome a lot he goes if you're new at something especially you should feel like an imposter <laughs> that's a, the definition that's true too. yeah <laughs> so i right. think like it is interesting how we're constantly trying to avoid something but that that thing we're avoiding can also be a flashlight into either you do know a lot so congratulations <laughs> Sorry, everyone, that's Gaia. Uh, she's just letting us know she's into this topic, too. Um, and then, um, but the other, or it could be, um, it could just be a sign that you are new. You actually care. That's why you're feeling, like, a little nervous about it. Yeah. And um, and so if it's not holding you back, like, you know, let it be, let it be a feeling. Um, when you, uh, when you went from college, you had your degree. Now you're, like, you've, you've left the lab and you started, started doing your own company. Um, what what was that like? Was it because you study mindset, was it easy for you to like step into the mindset of like, okay, this is who I'm going to be. So if I step in that uh-huh. mindset, it's easy. Or is it still a practice, even if you have studied all of it?
0: Um, I think it's, it's interesting because I am like so passionate about what I do, right? So some of, and it's so fun for me to like do what I get to do. So a lot of this is, even if there is like a flicker of like, oh, am I actually going to be able to do this thing? Am I actually going to be able to step into this role? Am I actually going to be able to assume this identity, whatever it is? It's sort of like, does it, it doesn't really matter though, because like, I'm going to try anyway, I'm going to do it anyway, because this is something that I really enjoy and I'm really passionate about. and I really love and I really want to be doing, um, which I think is like, it's, sort of like a shield for a lot of things. If you can be doing something that you're truly like intrinsically motivated and passionate about, it can be a shield to imposter syndrome. It can be a shield to just like just not feeling good enough in general, days where you're feeling unmotivated, like stuff like that, like having that same goes for like health and fitness. You know, you can't get to the gym, but if you are intrinsically motivated to do that or like to go do Pilates, you know, for those who are listening, or maybe that's a little bit more relevant. Um, there's you're still thinking to yourself, like, well, this is really like what makes me feel my best. And this is really like what I do. This is who I am. Like, that's what's gonna get you there. Mm-hmm. So um, I do think some of that is not necessarily different for me, but it's different for anyone if you have that sort of passion. Um, That said, I still felt like a little bit of like resistance of moving into more of like a CEO or like boss role. You know, I have five assistant coaches. I have like a graphic designer on my team. You know, I work with like an ads team and like all of this stuff. And to be the person who's kind of like calling the shots, um, I've always done that for myself, but not necessarily for like a team of people. So it is definitely something that was a little bit of a and I'm still learning, right. Still learning how to best like manage people and help people. I'm constantly figuring out like, what's a better question that I can add into my end of week surveys for my assistant coaches. So I can like, like help them grow personally and develop and do all the things that they want to do. Um, but for me, it's like, I think maybe from a mindset perspective and having like a growth mindset and understanding that I'm just always looking for ways to improve and get better. And I know that I can, if I can, you know, put myself in the position to learn more, experience more, um, have mentors and things like that who can like kind of show me along the way too. Yeah. So to me, it's more, it's less of like, can I do this or will I be good at this? Or am I going to be successful about this? And with this and more about like, wow, this is a new thing that I get to learn about that I get to like improve on that I get mm. to develop these skills. And like, I actually remember saying to like getting into my business full time, the number of just like different like terminal landing pages and you know like <laughs> oh my god just like lead magnets and like all of these different words I'd never heard but literally within the first like six months to a year what going full-time in my business I'm pretty sure I learned as much as I did during my PhD you know right, right. like it's just like so much new stuff and so much opportunity and like I love that I love like because I spent so long studying something so specific that like, it was very rare that I came across something that I didn't already know, honestly, being like, that's, I mean, that's what you do in a PhD, right? It's like, you get really specific on a very, like, I was looking at mindsets for health and fitness behaviors. Um, so Going into a space where it's like, wow, this is all new stuff that I don't know yet, that I have like a chance, to like actually get better at and like learn something
1: different, it was really exciting to me. So, but also, like, I love the way you're looking at. It. It's like I get to do this, so it's very different than like here's another thing I don't totally. know. And so that's another. It's kind of like having the mindset of seeing the possibility and seeing <laughs> that we get to do uh, these things. And I, I know for myself too, it's like it's like a new level, new devil, right? That's why they say it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, of course, I, all the things we're talking about before we hit record, like we have grown so much since I saw you last year. Like it is insane. Mm-hmm. We have 25 people on the team. There's a, a fourth company and things are moving a mile a minute. And sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> am I cut out for this? <laughs> like, can I uh, actually withstand this? <laughs> yeah. Like, a, and, um, but I find myself going, okay, like, you know, practicing what I preach. It's like, well, what, the person who runs this company, the person who's a visionary of this company, what are they thinking? What are they doing? What are they studying? What do they need to know? Mm -hmm. And that's helping me pick out new podcasts to listen to, like pick out new books to read, like really doing that. So I want to know, are you, Is this something you ask yourself these questions? Do you journal? Do you just talk to yourself in your head? Like, are you bouncing things off? Like people are going to want to know, okay, hold on. Who's, where are you asking these questions? Is it a journal? What's the process?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's a lot of just like, honestly, I think like in my head, you know, it's the time that I, the 10 minutes in my car from the house to the gym. It's, you know, the little times like that, where when I'm like on a walk or like in the morning and I'm getting ready and I'm just kind of like thinking like, how do I want to show up today? You know, like, who do I want to be? Like, well, how do I embody that? Um, and constantly thinking like, I mean, definitely like different books and podcasts just to kind of like get my gears turning in that way and start to think, you know, like, okay, well, how can I improve this environment for, you know, my the assistant coaches on my team? How do I make sure that they're getting the most that they're doing things that are playing to their strengths, that they're finding joy in the work that they do? Because ultimately, like that's going to impact the clients and that's going to impact people's company, you know, so um and how do I be a better leader doing all of those things so I think um it's just a little bit for me gosh I don't know I've like definitely not like I don't sit down and like with journal prompts or anything like that but it's a little bit of just thinking about like who do I want to be and like what are the steps to get there and like who do I need to learn from to do that what resources do I need and kind of like reverse engineering from there Mm -hmm. which is Interesting now that I think about it, because a lot of times that is what I use with like clients and and coaches and stuff. Like, where do you want your business to be, or like, where do you want your your body and your lifestyle to be? And then we kind of like work backwards from there to figure out like what the steps are and like what can you what can you literally do like today to start working towards that.
1: Yeah, that this is a, I'm obsessed with this because that's to me how I have always achieved any goal. It's like I go to mm. the goal and then I just work backwards until I can yep. get it to like a step I can take today because mm-hmm. I find when you take an action step, it helps with the mindset. So you can tell yourself, oh, yeah. okay, this is what I want to do. And then you take an action to kind of like solidify it. And it, it's, um, what's, it's almost like, it's like about, ba- it's like an echo effect, right? Then the action yeah. tells the brain like, Hey, <laughs> we're doing this. And so you start yeah. to, it's like, it's a domino effect of that. So, mm-hmm. um, thank you for sharing that. Cause it, I've, I find that people they don't make it small enough. So even if they're listening to this and they like are working backwards, they're not often able to take it smaller. Like I was listening to James clear talk about how people are like, they know they can't run a marathon tomorrow. So they're like, I'm going to run for 15 minutes, but maybe they really need to just put their running shoes on. Like if you've never ran (laughs) or if you haven't run in a long time. And so it's like, just keep taking it back. And we had Jill fledstrom on and she was talking about, you know, get things down to things that take two minutes because mm. then you can, you, ha- we always have two minutes here and there. If you can get yep. everything down into a two minute task, then it's easy mm-hmm. to take those action steps and kind of get totally. the ball rolling. I so, love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, Oh, I love that too. Um, I'm not organized enough for that, but my team is loving <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, and it
0: is true though, because it's like, okay, if you can do it in two minutes, like, what excuse do you really have? <laughs> you know, right. like, come on.
1: <laughs> well, because, and if yeah. you can't, then you like are really holding on to. You're just like holding on to that else. excuse. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different <laughs> exactly. mindset. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are you working on right now? Is not necessarily you've got you've cultivated your growth mindset, and that's always a work mm-hmm. in progress. But like, where where are you trying to challenge yourself these days to grow? I'm writing a book. <laughs> Are you really? This is amazing. Am. Yes, girl. <laughs> oh my God. And let me tell
0: you, talk about challenging. Did you know it takes a lot of time to write a book? <laughs> oh yeah.
1: I wrote one. <laughs> uh, I actually didn't know that. That's amazing. I did. Yes. I wrote one and oh I had a help. I had someone like help me break down. Like right. you have to like you, you it, I mean, I guess you could just sit down and write, but like she right. actually wrote, wrote books and she was like, you know, let's start with like What's the goal of the book? What's the, this, what's the chapters, what goes in each chapter? I want to see bullet points and then you Mm can, and then go work on the chapter because now Mm -hmm. you've effectively outlined the chapter. It, I, it took me, I had to go to a Starbucks every Sunday. So I would just sit down and write for an hour and a half, do nothing but that. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. And I would do an hour and a half because I wouldn't have to get up to pee. And that's how much the parking meter was. So hello LA. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so perfect. So, I love so that. you're writing a book. This is amazing. I am. Tell
0: me. Yeah. What. So it's been, honestly, it's already been sort of like a year in the works, but I have mm, like two chapters done and a proposal and an introduction. So I am working with an editor to get it out. It's currently out there in the world trying to find a publisher cool. to publish the book. So that's kind of the, the status that we're at right now. And it took a long time getting there. it's one of those things too, like these, First couple chapters that I'm going out and saying, like, hey, I'll write the rest of it. Like those couple chapters need to be really good. Right. Um, so that said, I mean, this alone, the couple chapters in the introduction and the proposal, um, I think is getting close to a hundred pages. Like it's a yeah. lot yeah. done already. But um, so the book is a little bit this is probably more than I've shared so far. I know I've like teased, I've been teasing about it like on Instagram and stuff, but haven't really like talked about what it is. But a lot of it is kind of like, taking the health mindset coaching certification and like walking through, you know, the the different aspects of motivation, self-control, habits, growth versus fixed mindset, stress, all of those areas. And essentially giving the reader like, Tangible, like little exercises within the science of those areas. So, so it's cool. the same kind of thing that I always like to do, right, is like teach the science, but then give you like tangible tools to actually design your mindset in the way that you need to in order to be successful in your life, in your health, and your fitness. So, it's essentially a mindset book for health and fitness enthusiasts.
1: I'm obsessed with this. I think this is really <laughs> great. It's my, my, I, my mind pictured all of it. And I love, I love that there is like tools in the chapter because hello, everyone knows I'm about action. And it's like, you can learn about it. And then it's like, and then, and then what do I do with this yeah. information that is now in my brain?
0: <laughs> yes. You will love it. I literally am like to my editor like, I want a full blank page here where people can literally write into the book and write their notes down. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, like fill in the blanks and all of the stuff. Yeah. So that is so
1: relatively interactive. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, really quick. So I was just listening to a woman's podcast. Cause I really want to get this woman on my podcast. So, um, her name's Heather Monahan. Anyone who knows her, please help me get her on. Okay. So she just shared a, she actually shared in her episode that came out yesterday. So it's like creating confidence with Heather Monahan. And she shared how long it took her to get her book proposal done. Her agent made her do 15 edits, 15 addition, like 15 Round. rounds of her yeah. proposal tells, she's like, Nope, you can do better. Nope. You can do better. Then she shopped it around and they 15 different publishers actually like wanted to look at it. She got two offers, but it took like a year. And oh, yeah. she and it, She's like, honestly, that's she's like, great. I had no idea how long it takes. So just so you know, it takes a really long time. <laughs> they're not in any rush. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, they're just god. not. Yeah. So just so you know, um, you might hear crickets for a long time, and apparently that's at, that's normal. <laughs>
0: Bring it on! And yeah, it's like it's one of those things too. Where I'm like, this is sort of a life goal for me. I've always loved writing. Even when I was younger, I was like writing novels about like polar bears when I was in second grade. So I I have always wanted to write a book. It really is sort of like a life goal. And I'm very fine with this being like a 2025 thing, like no big deal. Like I'm here, I'm here for the long haul, but I do think it will be a different experience. And I'm sure you being a business owner, you can attest to this where it's like prior to like getting like a book advanced and having someone like on my ass about deadlines, I had so much other stuff that needed to be done like immediately. So the book was very, like these couple chapters, the proposal, stuff like that was very much like back burner. So part of the fact that it took over a year to like get to this point is truly just because I didn't have like the quote unquote motivation to do it. So
1: yeah, uh, I, but it will be I, different once it's like, okay, now we're writing the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, that's why I had an editor as well. I had to have a chapter a weekend. I had to have a chapter mm. a weekend and I had to review the edits I from last that. week. And so it was this process like, but like held a fire under, cause I self-published that one because I talked mm-hmm. to some people and the reality is, it's like, there was not enough people thinking about coming to Pilates instructor for a publisher to pick up my book on becoming a Pilates instructor. true. But it's very unique. Yeah. I know. It's very unique, but we just hit, um, we just actually updated the whole, updated the whole book. And it's, um, so it's, it's uh, been nine years eight years nine years and we oh, wow. did a, a an edit through. like a second edition yeah mm-hmm. yeah cool. and then anyone who has the ebook got the new edition it's all be- branded the new stuff in there it. it's actually really interactive and I'm really excited about it but it is even just doing the second edit was like oh my god I have to do this again. <laughs> I'm sure you're like having like PTSD flashbacks. <laughs> I did. I did. I was like, okay, I read through it. Everyone else it's on your plate now. So oh yeah. my God, I'm so excited for you. This is great. Well, you have to keep us posted. We'll have to have you back on, um, when you, uh, when you get your, you know, release date and all that stuff. Yeah, um, so all right, we're going to take a quick break. Cause I know people are going to want to know how they can find you and hear more about you. All right. Where are my teachers at my studio owners, my apprentices at my home studio owners, independent teachers I'm talking to you I want you to listen up right now here's the deal there's a, so much admin that is required to run a business and it could mean the difference between you growing your business and you having time off and the important thing to me is that you have time off you have time away from your business because you do not work 24/ 7 and I know you're thinking oh it's just one hour on this one day or it's not really a big deal my clients text me and then I book them and you know I really like to book them because I like to be in control stop right there. <laughs> here's the deal. You have to have a barrier between you and your business. It is so important that you get to have a day off where you are not being texted by a client who wants to reschedule a session from two weeks from today, but then they want a day that you don't have and you're going back and forth. It's just this once. It's not just this once. It's happening too often. And so I want you to try the 30-day trial Of the scheduling tool that I have partnered up with. It is freaking amazing. They have over 33 features. I have a coaching video for each one of those features to let you know if it's right for your business. And every single week, anybody who's using my version of the scheduling tool gets coaching tips from me. That's right, coaching tips from me. So you are not alone in running your business and you get to feel like you have this 24 7 assistant you've always wanted. Plus, they have an incredible support team, like literally real-life human beings who will help you transfer from whatever tool you have to theirs. And if you don't have one yet, they're still going to be able to help you. Do not be scared of the tech. I promise you, your phone is more technological than what you're going to be using for the scheduling tool. So go to Profitable Pilates slash scheduling tool, Profitable Pilates slash scheduling tool to get on this 30-day trial. Okay, Casey, where do you like to hang out? Where can people learn more about mindset from you? Where where is all your stuff at?
0: Yeah, so I spend the majority of my social media time on Instagram. I am dabbling in TikTok, but I'd say it's probably not even really worth following me just yet. (laughs) So give me some time. Um, But on TikTok, on Instagram, pretty much anywhere, Pinterest, you can find me. I'm Joe. Um, It's coach with a C and Casey with a K and Joe without an E. Um, If you are interested in any of my free resources, workshops, programs, coaching, anything, you can pretty much find all of that on my website. And that's kjocoaching.com.
1: Amazing. All right. So we ask everybody be it till you see it action items. So bold, executable, intrinsic, or target steps people can take right now to be it till they see it. What do you got?
0: Um, I actually feel like so much we talked about falls into like a lot of those categories.
1: I'm like, man, that's like the episode. I know (laughs) it It makes sense. We know, but for the people who like to fast forward (laughs) to the end and like get the cliff notes, you can, you can, (laughs) you can bullet point them out. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think a lot, like, based on, like, what we talked about in everything here, and, like, just thinking about mindset in general, is just, like, taking that action step and, right thinking about the person who's, like, this may be a little bit, like, cliche and Courtney, but it really does work, right? It can really, like, direct your um, decision-making strategies. But think about, like, okay, that person that I want to be, that successful person, that person who's lost the weight, that person who's, like, finally a successful Pilates instructor, like, what would they do today? Like, what is their schedule look like? Like what decisions are they making? Or if you're having a hard time deciding if I should do this, or should I hit post on that Instagram post or whatever? It's like, well, what would that person do? And if the, that, the answer is they would post without hesitation, then post without hesitation. You know, a lot of this is like, we just kind of need to prove it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And in doing so you will cultivate more of a growth mindset because you're kind of showing to yourself that you can change, that you can do these things that maybe you weren't like sure you were able to do before.
1: Oh, I I do love that. I do love that. That is something that's been helping me get through, um, this new growth stage. It's like, okay, but what would that person do? What would they do? Would yeah. they be frustrated by this thing? No, they wouldn't even know <laughs> would they this thing happened. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I find myself talking to Brad about all the time. Cause he'll get upset. I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you can't mm-hmm. do that, but like who else could do it right now? And he's gotten so right. like, just, a, I mean, obviously with the way the business has grown, he has to, but also like he's like, it's, it's a mindset thing. It's like having to switch that mindset of like going from mm. being the doer to being the person who like looks at more high level. And, and yep. that's because he had to think about what would this person do in this role? And they would then get more high level. 100%. Casey, mm-hmm. you are so fun. You're amazing. You're, you know, you're so smart, but I really do love how you broke down, um, mindset for health and fitness and, and everything, um, in your program and people, if you are interested in that, definitely check it out because it really, it's some of it is so validating. It's like, Oh yeah, I've been doing this already with my clients. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's a better way to handle that. And it really does make a massive difference. And so for us, we, we implemented in all of the programs that we have is really trying to help cultivate that growth mindset in our communities. And I really just appreciate how you, um, you didn't make me have to go to a mindset lab and do a PhD. So thanks so much. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it's like the fast track, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, everyone, how are you going to use these tips, this information in your life? Screenshot this episode, tag um, Coach Casey Joe and the Be It Pod and let us know so that we can hear what your takeaways are and also so that your friends and family can hear it too. Because sometimes having a growth mindset is really hard if the people around you don't have it either. So, this could be your way of like a little tap on the shoulder for that. And until next time, be it till you see it. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes, like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind.